0: Hello, I'm Howard, and welcome to the 9320 Podcast, and it's episode five of our pre-season coverage. Looking back at the Liverpool friendly late on Wednesday night, stroke Thursday morning, at City's Kids, progress towards the start of the season and anything else that takes our fancy. I'm delighted to be joined today by Stefan. Hello Stefan. Hi, how are you doing? Yeah, not bad. Yourself? Good, good. Still warm enough for you. Yeah, sweating you. Yeah. <laughs> I played badminton last night, that was a bad, bad decision in that weather, I tell you. Uh, Also delighted to be joined by Leon. Good morning, Leon. Good morning, Howard. Good morning, Stefan. Hi.
1: How are you? I'm good, I'm good. It's sweltering down here in London, but, you know.
0: Yeah, you've got it even worse, haven't you?
1: Even better, you mean? Even Even better,
2: better, yeah. yeah. We'll be moaning about it in five days.
0: Yeah. No, honestly, I'd love I've not seen rain in about four months now. I just love to, I just want the old Manchester back please <laughs> just for a few days. <laughs> uh now obviously we'll be looking at Liverpool match in a bit. I didn't stay up for it but watched it the next day, because uh, it is a friendly after all. But I've got an opening question or two actually for you both. Uh a bit rambling this first one, but I hope you get the message. A uh, kind of philosophical question for you from ASAN. I'll start with you, Stefan. And he he wants to know, uh, is Pep more important than any of the players? And is is he a different level to any other coach in the Premier League at the moment? Or is that just bias on our part? And I think part of the reason for asking that is obviously there's a lot of uh talk about we need a defensive midfielder, we need that other player after missing out on Jorginho. Is it that important when we've got Pep and we've seen how he's adapted in the past, or are we confusing two points here or both things? important each other and I hope that makes sense to you that question
2: yeah I think it does um but I'm kind of split on the answer to it because I think if you look at season one where he tried to get away with the fullback situation um, based on the fact that it you know it was him and, and he'd figure it out because I think that's what happened in the first season. It didn't work. Um, And it definitely did work in the second season in terms of figuring it out on the fly with Delph uh, and Zinchenko. But you just take a big risk. I mean, you know, let's say for the sake of discussion that Fernandinho does go down early on in the season with an injury. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter how good your manager is, really. You are going to have a problem and we might get away with it. Uh, but there's got to be a strong chance we don't. So, I think it gives us a chance that that we can get over uh, an issue like Fernandinho better than most teams. Um, but I don't. I don't think it's. Um, I don't think it's a panacea, and I
0: think we are taking a risk. Do you think though that we that Pep is if we are missing in one position? as, you know, let's say we don't buy anyone else, have we got the best manager to deal with that in the Premier League compared to the others? Well, I would say so. I mean, I I think, you know, you can even
2: see it in some of these pre-season friendlies when you go down the squad. And these are players that aren't, not only are not in the kind of key first-team squad, but in all reality are never, ever going to play for the first team. And yet you can see the way they play and the way that they think about the game now. And I think that has to be the reason why Last season we were able to bring in players such as Zinchenko and it actually, you know, to a large extent worked. So I think it, may, I think it makes a big difference. I just don't think it guarantees that we won't have an issue uh, yeah. because we have had issues before even, as I say, you know, with that, 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 that fullback situation in the first season. I, I think there was a slight arrogance there that he'd be able to figure it out and
0: he couldn't. Yeah, but do you think that arrogance is still there, or do you think he's he's learnt?
2: No, no, I think it's still there, and I think he'll feel probably more justified to feel that way after last season. Um, but I, you know, I, I just think it's about levels of certainty, and I don't think it's catastrophic. We didn't, we haven't signed anybody at, in that position, and I don't think we are going to. But I do think we all have to acknowledge that there
1: is a risk. Yeah, Leanne, what do you
0: think? Do you agree with that? I agree with
1: Stefan for sure that there's a definite risk, but what I'd question is how often did we play our first eleven last season? And like you say, I mean, in the first season, the Pep we did, he did kind of try and wing it, and it never worked out for us. But I think last season, rarely did we actually have our first eleven on the pitch. And when we brought in players like Zinchenko, they kind of might not have had the best games, but they kind of fitted in seamlessly, really, to the system. So I think. There's an element of panicking over nothing in my eyes, because I think, like ASAN asked, Pep is Pep's signing his new contract extension was the best bit of business we could have done this summer for me. Yeah. Uh and I think if you saw that clip from the Amazon um series, which okay, they're gonna put, you know, lovely music and pick the best moments, but even from that tiny clip that that we saw, I do feel like he's a different class to anybody else out there, so I think him him extending his contract was amazing news. And I think you know, like Wenger twenty years ago, Mourinho fifteen. I think Peps light years ahead about above these guys now, who are basically a dinosaurs. Um, and I'd love to see you know we always want two strong players in every single position. And like Stefan said, you know there's a risk with a defensive midfielder, but I do feel there's nothing out there that's jumping down our throats. If Kante was on sale, obviously he's a world-class defensive midfielder, but I can't think of that many. So therefore I'd rather not bring in another 50 million pound player who might unsettle the squad and the and the team spirit and then not get in the first team. Because I think it's a
0: tricky one, but I, I'm pretty confident we'll be fine. Um, yeah. Do you think, sorry, speculationist really, I mean, he can't know the answer for sure. Do you think the fact that Pep's there has affected City playing hardball a bit more, saying we're not paying the extra £5 million because it's him and perhaps, well, we will find a way around? Or do you think this is just the next phase, City just aren't going to be ripped off anymore and irrelevant to the manager, we wouldn't have gone for Jorginho and paid the extra money. I
1: think so. I think it's a bit of both. I think there's a bit of Pep's ego uh, in there. Obviously, he doesn't like to be kind of uh, not get what he wants. And I think there's a reflective of 10 years now um, we've had our owners and, you know, people did take the piss and now we're not going to be messed with. And I think, ultimately, when you look at struggling Barcelona and Real Madrid with their financial problems we are in a strong position and I think we do have to sort of rise above. And I said it last week or the first time I was on the podcast. I think, you know, we should have a little bit of arrogance. It doesn't quite always get you what you want, but I think we sort of, you know, we had some terrible buys in those first five years. And I think it's important that we kind of reestablish ourselves and and realise that we're in a very strong position. And if you don't want to come and play for City, then don't come and we'll be fine without you. Let's hope.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, speculation again, but Stefan, do you think Pep will be fuming with Jorginho falling through or because he still does want those two, you know, he wants cover in every position, doesn't
2: he? I can't imagine he's not disappointed. When, mm. you, when you set your stall out on a player for best part of six months and then don't close the deal... How can you not be disappointed? I mean, you know, there's a lot of investment in time and thinking that's gone into that signing. So, I think he will be disappointed. I think there's a lot of trust with the with the other guys in terms of the buying. So, I think that that helps deal with it. I'm sure that he, if he'd have said you got to sign him, make sure you sign him, you know, do whatever, I think they'd have signed him. So, yeah. uh, you know, it's balanced. I do think that the the, the kind of confidence that they have in Pep and Pep has in himself will mean that they will have at some point said, well, it's not the end of the world. We'll figure it out. Um, I mean, I know you don't, you don't get involved in pre-season transfers wisely. What was your view on it? Well, on the, on missing, of- yeah, on missing him. I mean, yeah. you know, I've been pretty vocal about.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. I've been off social media for three weeks, which was a blessing uh, I think. I mean, we don't know the true story, do we? Again, you might be hinting there. It depends. Just I think you might have made the point there that if Pepper said we must get Jorginho, I think the deal would have been done. Uh I think he said he wanted him, but we just didn't. you know, we didn't put all our eggs in one basket. We didn't say, look, we we'll just we have to get him, come what may. We've made an offer. If it's been ring done, then I don't have a problem with it. And if it, you know, if the team suffers as a result and so be it, I just don't... I assume you've been a lot more critical then uh, well, online. I, I just but think... We should have just paid extra... If it's just... If really the difference is like three or four million, then yes, I'm fully agree with you. Uh, there's just no point haggling over those amounts. But there has to be a line somewhere. Is five enough? Is six, seven, eight? You know... At some point, you you draw a line. I don't know the full story. Uh, it's just it, it. seems to be like with. I don't know what happened with Fred whatsoever. Sanchez, Alves, they all seem to. From what I've you know, from re- all I can do is read what other pe- people who know more say. Every all of them seem to have had the heart set and decided on City, and I can understand City's relaxed. Uh, demeanour when players have said yes we want to come to you and all three have fallen through when another team seemingly just offered more money and I do understand City's viewpoint on that
2: it seems naive to me. I mean, I, you know, I know we, yeah, we go no, I mean, around in circles a on it, but, yeah. you know, I, I think you get so close. for For me, it's a lot about. I don't even know. I don't even know the player, right? I've never seen Jorginho. I mean, obviously <laughs> exactly I've seen not, the, Yeah, I've seen the. I've seen the City games, but yeah. I, I can't say that I'm an expert in Jorginho. I've no real idea. But you know, I look at the club investing the time in the signing. I look at the club investing the time in the Sanchez deal if you invest that amount of time in something you believe is right and then don't close it, that's, that's poor. Um, especially when it comes down to, you know, a small, a small amount of money in the, in the grand scheme of things. And, and secondly, probably actually more about the mechanics of actually closing out the transaction. So I don't know, but I, you know, who who knows what's going to happen. I definitely don't think they're going to sign anybody. So, You know, I I don't expect them to pull this big surprise out at the last minute. I I don't think
0: we're seeing anybody in that position. Yeah, I'll come back to this in the the match a bit later because it's just a theory that you know perhaps we're seeing something within the you know the squad or squad and the kids that maybe. Makes him think he'll take a gamble, but we'll discuss that later. But
1: but do you think there's also the element of, sorry to, I know you want to move on, but of a sort of upsetting the team balance and the team spirit, because I think that, I don't know what kind of character Jorginho is, but I know for sure that Alexis Sanchez, although, you know, we looked like we had egg on our face a bit and he wasn't, he didn't come, but ultimately he might well have unsettled that, that dressing room. And he may come good this season, but he didn't make a big difference to United, Last season, but is there an element of pep wants wants a type of player who's going to fit in,
2: right, but they invest six, um, six months so so yeah. I, I, I understand that as a I, I understand that as a filter at an early stage of your consideration of a player, but once you've invested six months in him, and this is a you know I don't I don't like to talk about Sanchez because I get people people groan at me but um you know Sanchez is a player he knows. So he doesn't he, he not only knows his character, but he's also invested six to twelve months in trying to sign him, so you then can't at the last minute say all oh, well, it was about disrupting the dressing room yeah, similarly yeah. with Jorginho. they must have met him, they must know him, they must know what his character's like uh, so I just think I think it's a good excuse for them, but the reality is he all the players' heads can be turned. I think they, if city don't know that now, then I just can't believe it. You know, we all know that it doesn't matter whether you've got a handshake, anything short of a fixed contract in front of you means that the player can still have his head turned. And um, it doesn't really mean anything either because these clubs that people are choosing between, they're all extremely big and good clubs. Mm. You know, there's very fine lines between them and they're all very good coaches and they're all very good situations for the players. And the agents are saying, go there you know they're going to pay you a bit more. The agent is obviously incentivised by the cash, and for the player, it's still a good move. I mean, you know, I think we're wrong if we try and suggest that going to Chelsea is a crazy move, or or Sanchez going to United is madness, or alva Alva's going to uh, PSG. PSG. Yeah. You know, these are these are all great moves. It's just very very fine lines of great move. So
0: yeah. I mean, C- I mean, City like to put the PR out that plays. Have to want to, you know. If they don't really want to play for us, then we're not interested. But I don't totally. It depends where that's coming from. If Cheeky's running that, then yeah, we're a bit suspicious. If it's Pep's decision, then he's the guy in charge. He's the one that man manages this squad every day, and he knows best. But yeah, as you say, I don't think you know. If you get players, will always be seduced by a rival offer. And as you say, they're going to another big club. I think if you really want a play, I don't I think we've gone a bit too far down the line saying, "Well, if he if he's not desperate, to, you know, if he's not going to crawl over broken glass like Jeff Thomas was going to, then uh, we don't want him." I think that's a bit idealistic, to be honest. Um, they, they, yeah, they, you just have to finish the deal. Sometimes but they, they want
2: to come. I mean, you know, let's not. Yeah, uh, yeah. they do want to come. They really <laughs> yeah. want to come. It's just yeah. that they also really wouldn't mind going to United or really wouldn't mind going to Chelsea.
1: They're all good options. Yeah, yeah. And, and living in London offers something, you know, like with Alves in Paris, it was his fiancée, wasn't it, or his new wife that made the decision. So we don't know what behind what's happened behind closed doors there. But is Jorginho going to play for Chelsea in the first team? I think that was the other thing I thought about was, obviously, he's got Kante there. Was he... Guarantee a the start there? Or? Well, I would think with uh, sorry, yeah.
2: as manager and, and l- looking at the, the rave reviews he got in the pre-season friendlies, I know they're only pre-season, but I suspect that he is going to be the linchpin of uh, midfield, actually,
1: alongside Kante. Which yeah. makes a difference, really doesn't it. it?
2: Yeah, yeah. I think that is an important point. I mean, I don't think City would have said to him, you know, City would have said, yeah, you'll bed in and, and, and basically see you next year in a, in a Bernardo Silva style. Mm. Although... Bernardo Silva did play a decent number of games, but you know what I mean. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it took time, yeah. Uh, he certainly wasn't a starter for a good few months, anyway. Uh, right, I've got a second opening question for. we look at the Liverpool game. Uh, and it's about, I'm sorry if I'm going over old ground, because I say been out the loop a bit, but, and I've been a bit of a dinosaur, probably by asking this question anyway. Uh, these tours, I think City get, a read somewhere line. they get a good wedge Cash for this, something like twelve million or something, but which even with our finances is not to be sniffed at. Uh, but we've seen the empty seats, even for United games, uh, especially after a World Cup. Are these tours more pointless than ever, Leon? Uh, I know fans abroad get a chance to meet players, see the game, etc. How big a factor should that be? Uh, also, bringing into it is playing local teams no longer. Is that a big loss and unacceptable? I know we've been shortchanged, ones that are actually based in Manstow, England, when games are kicking off at 2am. So, a few questions in there for you. Or am I just being a dinosaur, no, this is 2018? No, I think there's Get a little bit yourself. of that.
1: I think there's a a change in uh, mindset and attitude to what City group now is. And that might upset some City fans, but I think... And I've been to their offices, actually, down in London. I was meeting them about something, and... Um, It's so different. So I think for us to embrace that we are now a huge international team, we've got fans all over the world, even though it's frustrating the 2am games and not always full stadiums, I think it's part of what we are. And if we want to be bidding for the best players in the world, we have to accept that we are now kind of city group. And I personally went to the Real Madrid game last summer in Los Angeles And despite there being eighty thousand Mexicans supporting Real Madrid and a handful of Blues, you know you couldn't deny that it was an amazing setting. And it was, uh, and for me to sit there thinking back to Oxford United in ninety four, you know, (laughs) I kind of accept that that that's what we are. I mean, I get frustrated by it. I get frustrated by standing at Stamford Bridge on a Wednesday night last season and some uh, fans from the fans from Middle East. A recording Chelsea's penalty that frustrates me you know yeah. in the city end but I think if we want to if we want to go back to being the best laugh and the best fans or we want to be winning everything it's part of what we've signed up for I mean one thing I would say is that perhaps an American tour after the World Cup isn't the best idea it doesn't necessarily help help us that much but we'll talk about that perhaps with Liverpool later You know, it's a a time we can blood young players. But I think really it's, we have to accept it. It can be great. I think the tour last summer was really useful. I thought we looked like a a premier winning side in some of those games. You could see Mm. what Pepper had been working on. I think this summer it's difficult, but I think for local teams and local fans and, and for City Group as a worldwide force, I think... I'm happy with it and like you say 12 million can't be sniffed at I mean it's one player's wages for about six months but you know <laughs> it can't be sniffed at and I think yeah so I, I'm I wouldn't say I'm all in favour but I think for for us to accept where we are and us to win you know um the European Cup and and be successful in the Premier League for years to come and build a legacy is par for the course yeah Stefan do you
0: agree with that or
2: well, I think it's, the re- you know, whether we like it or not, it's definitely the reality. Yeah. We're, we are a global team now. You know, the Amazon documentary is part of that. You know, you'll be picking up a whole load of fans, like it or not, that support the team in America because they play them on FIFA and then become a fan. But it doesn't matter how they become a fan. You know, uh, if you look at what's happened in the music industry, it's all about the tours. It's all about you know effectively spreading the word and the, yeah. the experience kind of global economy and that's what this is about it's not about the 12 million quid I mean you know they probably do it for free I think my only frustration on it is when you see a pitch like we saw the other night I think if you're going to do it what you what you have to ensure is that the facilities that you're you're dealing with are absolutely perfect and you know that was the frustration in that China game a few years ago or whatever it was yes. Thailand, where we actually got an injury. Hong Kong once, yeah. We actually got an injury. I mean, it was madness. Um, but so, so I, I don't see how you end up on on a pitch like we did the other night. I think that's just ridiculous. Um, but I think the overall idea of doing an American tour or doing whatever that is what will always happen from here on in. I don't, think, I don't think we have a right as local fans to have any say on it whatsoever if we want the upsides from it. And the upsides are that the club becomes bigger and is able to compete on a
0: global level permanently. Uh, we'll blame Taylor Swift because I think there've been a few gigs on that stadium uh, in the week. beforehand. Uh.
2: yeah, well, I doubt they were books the last week though. You know, they will have known that the pitch was going
0: to be oh, yeah, completely yeah. screwed. It's yeah. very bad planning. I mean, planning. It, well, I mean it is because Laporte was going to probably would have played if the pitch was in better condition. So you know, he's missed out on a run out now. So his his preparation for the season has been put back at a time when we really need players fit and ready to start you know to line up against Arsenal so uh, but yeah not as bad as the Hong Kong pick generally so everything's relative uh, Shall we have a look at the game then against Liverpool uh, late on in the depths of Wednesday night Thursday morning if you're on GMT uh, yeah 2-1 defeat uh, late goal penalty from uh, Liverpool another scratch side as we expected Uh start with you Stefan again do you see I mean, obviously, we we take very little. We take very little if we put our first team out, let alone a team full of youngsters. But do you see anything Pep's doing with three at the back or different formations that you think he's going to take forward into the season? I think you can only look at individual
2: players and those individual players that you think are going to have a part in the going forward. I just don't, I, I can't see what you can look at a system when we don't have any of the players that are going to play it. Mm. I mean, it's just kind of. It, it's a training game, uh, you know. I don't think that these guys like um, Danaya. You know, I don't think they've got any future at the club whatsoever. So, uh, where, uh, I, you know, I, I just don't. I, I th- this is a. I, I think, as you said, you've always got to take pre-season friendlies with a pinch of salt, unless you're a Liverpool fan, of course. In which case, it's <laughs> it's, it, it, it's it's absolutely. Decisive as to the title, um, um, Fair, yeah. but but I think you take it with a pinch of salt. But I think in this in this season with these players, with so few players, even even back from holiday, I just think it's almost meaningless. Aside from the little cameos of um, of Mahrez and and uh, and Sane, aside from that,
0: I literally take nothing from it. Yeah, Leon, ask you a similar thing. I mean, I'm always of the opinion that with the youngsters, if you put a whole lot of them in, in the same game, you obviously can take, you know, you can look at them, see how good they are. But I think you learn a lot more if you just put drop one or two in with the first team and see if they're ready or not. Uh, so I'm not, you know, again, and it's a pre-season friendly, of course, but I'm still pretty impressed with the first half, at least, of how they did against Liverpool. Uh, what are your thoughts on the youngsters I think think you're spot on and what Stefan said earlier
1: was spot on as well I think I think much more effective if they drop into a Premier League game and see how they get on like Foden was last season and he kind of shone in a few cameos and I remember seeing the Chelsea game in the FA Cup two seasons ago and it was quite depressing because you kind of romanticise about these young players and then when you see them all play together you know albeit against a, a, a strong Chelsea team, you know, it was too yeah. soon. So I think, yeah, I think that's the best way to go about it. But I, a few players did sh- shine for me. Um, I thought Eric Garcia looked good at the bat. I thought Luke Bolton um, played well in parts. So, you know, mm-hmm. and, and obviously Foden and Diaz, um, we've seen them already, you know, that they can play at a level but no you don't take too much but all I'd say is that I don't want to sound bitter but we dominated that game until Mane and Salah came on so therefore our youngsters <laughs> uh, I thought Sean and I thought did great but yeah. you can't take too much
0: from that yeah yeah uh, was, I was pretty impressed I think Bolton uh Especially, just you know, know absolutely nothing about him before these games, but he highly impressed. Uh, Garcia was, I mean, he's got wide praise uh, for his, you know, his his play. Obviously, one of the brightest prospects that we brought in, uh, and he was superb. Uh, Humphrey struggled a bit more, and probably should have given away a penalty. We should have had one ourselves, of course, but. Robertson seems to be allowed to slide into City players without any punishment. I thought two actually. Uh, sorry, sorry to, the to, to, I, I thought we should. Uh, and the match. Uh, I th-
1: yeah, go on. No, I thought we should have had two penalties. I thought
0: there were two clear penalties in that first half. So. Right. Um, uh, I, may, I might be missing one. Uh, though I think their final penalty was a penalty as well. I agree. Uh, uh, but yeah, I, I did think. Uh, there was plenty to take from it but obviously of course again you know they're just filling gaps in this side for a pre-season. Uh Stefan anyone stand out of the youngsters for you? Uh, well I enjoyed uh,
2: Bolton skinning uh, Fabinho and Favinio yeah. showing great application and just giving up. <laughs> uh, which I, I thought was quite uh I thought it was quite interesting in a in you know he's you would have thought he was Quite keen to show um his attitude, but anyway, there you go um the you know the usual suspects that you've heard about look like they had uh, decent games i didn't watch all of it um you know skimmed through it so um but i just I just hesitate on it. I just think you can take
0: so little from it yeah i mean is there any ch- i mean is there any point of us even thinking about garcia someone like Garcia getting a place in the squad? Or were we years away from that? When does he play? You know, so
2: yeah. assuming we don't have injuries. Clearly, if we have a, a spate of injuries, then we've got an issue. But in the absence of injuries, when does he play? It's just so unlikely.
0: Hmm. Well, I mean, Carabao Cup, perhaps, but you know, is that better for his development to be in a squad and play games like that, or is it yet another loan? Yeah, uh,
2: you know, you got to look at it and, and say, even if we if if we don't have injuries, then OK. Well, it's probably wishful thinking, given we've got the Vinny situation. But, you know, if, if we don't, then even Carabao Cup
0: is going to be challenging for these guys to get into. Yeah, because we have other players that probably need game time. Yeah. Uh, uh, Leon, you've seen much in the match during the past. I was pretty impressed with him. Uh, he had a very physical and quite enjoyable duel. Uh, with Liverpool's defenders. Uh, um, yeah, I see plenty of promise with him. Uh, you see, see him much of
1: him really? yourself? Or? Not too much. I mean, I did see him miss a, an open goal, but there was a tackle in there at the very yeah, last minute. Possible penalty there from Fabinho. I don't know if that's that right. The one, that, yeah. Yeah, that, that was the one I meant, yeah. yeah. But uh, sort of composure, but composure, you know, in situations like that for a young lad can only come with, you know, keep giving some game time. But the problem is, obviously, we can't risk. You know we had uh Ineacho who showed some promise, but we couldn't risk him because you know a few dodgy touches je esque touches at the beginning of a game, and you're like, no, we, we you know he's going to have to come off, yeah. so I think it's actually blooding these players i mean one thing I would say about these preseason games, particularly in a World Cup year, is I don't see the value of taking Bravo and Joe Hart on a tour like that, yeah. So what I would do is, obviously we've lost Gunn, but I'd blood a new keeper and I'd blood a full young team. I know he said against Chelsea, it didn't work, but this is where I would blood these players. I see little point in take, playing Hart and Hart and Bravo sharing a game like that.
2: I mean, uh, I think... Yeah.
1: Uh, Sorry, go on Stefan first.
2: Well, I, I just think Bravo, he wants to get kind of, you know, game time again, into the kind of rhythm. And I think hmm. with Hart... I have to think that he just doesn't want to completely destroy the guy by saying, you're mm. coming on tour, which he has to do because he's one of our players. Oh, but by the way, you're not even going to play in a friendly. You know, um, it, yeah, I think no, it, I see. It, I, yeah. it's got to be a personal thing, surely. You know, just sort of don't, obviously the guy's
1: leaving, but let's not destroy him completely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and he gave him the ar-
0: he gave him the armband, didn't he, which was nice. Sorry, Hal. Yeah, I was just saying you could... It's the weak argument. Put him in the shop window, but everyone knows Joe Hart and knows what he's about. So I think he can got only to get wrong you can be honest. There's like no that. real reason to do that, is there? Uh, yeah. From a
1: player I loved, I've got to say when he was waving his paws about all night, I never, I didn't really miss him. I see some of the Joe Hart's antics, and I loved the guy. I yeah. thought he was brilliant for City. But you know, when you see someone like Edison, there was, there was, there was nothing like that last season. But and then you see sort of Joe come back and it's like, oh, right, OK, I
0: understand it now. Not even the uh, back-heeled nutmeg through <laughs> Salah. <Sour. laughs> that was impressive, that was yeah. <laughs> Though, of course, if we'd got that one, then we'd all be going to town and in, wouldn't we? So, uh, one... F- Sorry. No, go on, yeah. So,
1: no, one thing I did I did enjoy, and like I say, I, I'm sort of contradicting myself in a way because I'd like to see the players we're actually going to use next season playing in the first team on those tours but i did think mares trying like sane up front mares in the middle bernardo in the middle i thought they looked really dangerous and i think you know we've all i had the podcast a lot last seasons we often worry about cover i think the players that pep's bought give us so many options and you know that that the midfield uh, you know further on the defensive midfield and the strikers and the wingers we've
0: got some amazing options now. Yeah, and it was beautiful goal for City. I think Goa started it off. Bernardo Silva put the through ball, ball. Dyke just left for dead. But can from that one move, can we really, Stefan, can we really see, could you see Sane being started centrally? Mm, is, I it just can see not, it. is it just an option during a game more than anything? No, well, I, unfortunately, I, I can
2: see it. I can see it being one of our key options I mean I I, you know I'm I don't I don't sound disappointed about that well I am because I I don't I'm not a big fan of false nines and and Mm. I I think if there's another area on top of DM that we are short it's there I mean you know Mm. you don't there's a reason why strikers are what they are and and you know and scoring goals is really hard and um I don't, think, I don't think you can just say, well, he's a really good player with great talent and therefore you just slap him in the middle and he, and he scores a lot of goals. You know, we've seen with Sterling that finishing is an art and um, not all of those players that, that Pep will try and put there are able to do it like Sergio can. Um, so can I see it happening? Yes, I can see it happening regularly in the season, especially if we get some injuries. Um, is it my preference? No. Will it probably be okay? Given that actually, you know, the game, the, the season will be decided on 15 games. It'll probably be okay. Yeah. But uh, it's not my preference.
1: Yeah. and I, I can understand that, but don't you think Sane's got more composure in front of goal than Sterling?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the goal was brilliant. I mean, let's not, no, no question. The finish is brilliant. The, the run is brilliant. Um, yeah, I totally agree with you, and I still have a, maybe a forlorn hope, but I still have a hope as well that Sterling will develop better, a better finishing ability. Mm. Uh, but you're talking about comparing him with, you know, what what top team really doesn't have a top goal scorer. I think you need them, and um, I think we've got one, and then we've got a collection of players that are going to rotate around those front positions. Because I, I think Jesus is more in, more a player that will rotate al- along the front than than play pure nine. And yeah, the, I for me, that uh, it just feels light. So, mm. you know, I think Maros is probably a better finisher than Sterling. So these guys, are, I'm not saying they're not good players. That they're, they're, they're brilliant players, brilliant. I I, I just don't. I just rather have. I'd rather know where I stood with a with a with a central striker. Yeah.
0: Sadly, yeah, no, we're we're not getting that extra striker, are we? <laughs> We crave. I mean, if you were if you were manager now, Mares is signed, there's not real much room in that squad. What would you you wouldn't go for top class striker, would you not have signed Mares and just gone for striker? Or would you just got a wise old headers back up? Something well, who, you know, like a Falcao, or a, well, who'd you well, get even nice players team. like that would cost a fortune nowadays, wouldn't they, even in their Twilight years, so
2: We've got to find the next, you know, we. It, it, it's no good saying, oh, we're just waiting to see if Mbappe f- becomes available. Mbappe isn't becoming available, first of all. If he did, the fee would be €200 million. Euros. We aren't in that market. So so that's not a strategy. So really what we need to be doing is having a strong view on what the next tier down is or, or up and coming and be making a move for those players. Um, I I don't know who they are. I mean, I don't think it's particularly strikingly obvious who, who the next uh, generation of of exciting uh, central forwards are in world football? I think there seems to be a lack of them. But you know, we we got to find them because next summer we're not going to be. I don't think we'll be able to um, get away with it. I think we are going to have to sign someone next summer.
1: No, I, I agree with that completely. I think we've got another season with Aguero, like you say, Hazus and um, and the guys up front are all kind of similar. And Mbappe is not going to happen, unfortunately, but there's nobody else around. Um, So, yeah, we need to find that player. And and, and unfortunately, you know, if we had a young, a top young centre forward, we can't risk blooding him this season either. So it's a bit of a catch-22.
2: I think, you know, I think that's one thing where the, the... We've made mistakes on the blooding of players. I mean, I think Foden, I think we all probably I'm I'm guessing we'd all agree that he should have played more games at the end of last season. Mm. I think Ian Accio, in fairness, I felt actually it had, had he'd been given a pretty good go. We'd probably had maybe twenty five starts. Is that is that overboard? Bet,
1: yeah. <laughs> Over two
0: seasons probably. Well,
2: you know, I think yeah, you I can't ask for more big than big deal,
0: that. So, yeah.
2: You can't you can't ask for more than that. Uh, so no. I think if somebody's showing enough ability they will get they should still get the twenty-five. But I don't think we've got anybody at that level and and that's a bit of a worry, I think.
0: So Foden was, you know, pretty average game, uh, not the best. Would you just keep him in his first squad? This eternal dilemma of loaning out players endlessly or giving them less time. Not that they're guaranteed time on loan anyway given less time but training with the top class players and bedding them in. Are you I'd assume Stefan you're fully on board I won't assume, I'll ask you, are you fully on board with him staying in this first in the first squad for next season?
2: Well I actually don't know now because I don't I, I don't understand what the strategy was at the end of last season. So if he hmm. wasn't if we if if he didn't if, if Pep didn't feel comfortable enough giving him more game time at the end of last season when the title was won then why now in, let's say, the early part of a very, very difficult start, would he feel confident? I know he's six months older, but it's not a huge amount. So I don't know. It depends on what Pep's view is as to whether he's going to give him some some game time. To me, there's very little point in him spending the entire season on the bench, yeah. ne- never getting anything. I mean, I, you know, or a couple of Carabao games. Then I really don't think there's any point. I'd like to see him getting a good club in the um, in the in the um, championship, but I'm not sure it's going to happen. I mean, I I think he probably will stay in the first team squad and get very little time, Uh, but that surprises me.
0: I mean, we've talked about the defend, you know, not buying another defensive midfielder in the seventy percent, eighty percent of games. It shouldn't matter in the slightest. Probably the biggest games where we need that depth and the pure quality in every position. But again, you could probably argue you could put Foden in for quite a few games, and it's not much of a risk. But to be honest, I just don't see it happening. So, yeah, yeah. That,
1: that I think I, Gareth, was, Gareth Southgate wishes
0: it did. <laughs> yeah, for one. But I think I mean, it's still, I mean, it's still ridiculously young. But you know, yeah. But yeah, it's got four years, well, two years maybe for the next tournament. But
1: But I mean. Again, I mean, you'd like to see him. Stefan said a championship club, and that that makes total sense at his age. But you'd like to see him in another Premiership club, uh, but it's not going to happen because it, the money is, the, the risk and the money involved is so huge that it kind of sums it up. For example, you could say Bournemouth could take him, just say, yeah, but Bournemouth can't risk, you know, having a player of his ilk in their team necessarily because they've got to grind out results. So they might say, well, he's a great young player, great talent, but it's just too much of a risk for us.
0: Exactly. So, Yeah. You can't loan out someone and have them sit on their bench instead. It, no. defeats you know, the point. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I'd rather see him go abroad than play f- at the bottom of the Premier League, because I just think that, you know, getting beat every week uh, and getting bypassed in midfield is not going to do him any good, even if he's playing uh, and certainly not on the bench. So, you know you you want him really in a team that's winning that's attacking playing attacking football where he's getting a lot of the ball where he's centrally involved and if that's not in in the champion if that's not in the championship then for me it should be abroad somewhere but very you know easier said than done all of this stuff
1: it's so hard it's so hard and it's
0: it's the, it's the saddest part of our game really i think at the minute yeah and one well talking of a, well Quite a young player. Uh, Sinchenko's been clearly wanted by Wolves. but looks like they're struggling to persuade him to go. And now he's talking about fighting for his place. Uh, I thought he was pretty good first half in yet another role. Based in the midfield. Mopped up nicely. Yet again, usual caveat. Can't really tell in a game like this. Uh, OK at left-back, but I don't really think he's got a future there, whether he plays well or otherwise. In fact, he's a squad player and nothing more in the future. Are you bothered, Stefan? Would you rather? Would you take the money? Not fifteen million for someone we paid barely one or two million for a year ago. Would you take the money? Are you happy that if he wants to fight for? A, you know, any player wants to fight for a place at the, at the club.
2: I doubt they're given it. I, I doubt they're giving it, it the decision to him. Although might be. You know, maybe they have. You know, I, I suspect that Pep thinks Can't he's good enough. Go. <laughs> yeah. you know, well, you, well, you say that, but you kind of can. You can. Uh, you know uh, and but I think uh, Pep must just look at it and go, look, actually he's not he, you know he's pretty young still, he's not the greatest player, but technically he's a, a a good enough level, and he's shown his adaptability to play in a number of positions at a seven out of ten level uh That's something that I wouldn't mind in my squad for eighty percent of the games, and uh i I think that makes a lot of sense. It's not good yeah. for the young players, but it, for the young, young players, but uh, I think it is good for the squad.
0: Yeah. And do you, do you agree, Leon? Well, I think so. I think if they took the 15
1: million, they wouldn't have gone to America to get the 12. <laughs> no, but I, uh, I know I, I kind of, I'm torn actually, because I think ultimately he's not going to be a Manchester City first team player. He'll be cover. And is that the best, um, obviously, we haven't got the England side of things with him involved, but I just think, is that the best for the player? And 15, 16 million great money, um, but we don't really need it. So I'm completely torn. I mean, I think he's, he did okay last season when he came in and that if you saw him on the bench, you wouldn't be worried. So I suppose looking at it like that, you'd want him to hang around. But at the same time, I just think huge squads with huge options, although it, is great can also be tricky because you've got a lot of unhappy players in there so yeah exactly it's a decent offer for a young player and if I was put on the spot I'd take it but at the same time I completely agree with what Stefan's saying and the fact that you know he's a great player to have around yeah. But I don't know how toxic that is that's, that's my one big thing I keep talking about it how toxic it is having players who are wanted somewhere else could go and get a first team play somewhere else what it's like in that squad? We'll perhaps see it on Amazon Prime. Um, yeah. But I'd, I don't. I remember Leeds twenty years ago that they bought all those players, didn't they? And, and you know, I'm repeating myself a little bit. And you've talked about other pods, but to me, I think that's the most toxic thing in any squad if there's lots of unhappy players.
2: I yeah. think he'll play. I mean, I, you know, I think Zinchenko will yeah. get a decent number of games yeah. because he, if he can play in two or three positions. Uh, you know, I I think you'll see him. So, clearly, if you've got a fully fit squad all the time, you're not going to, then he's not going to play very much. But we know that, unfortunately, that doesn't happen. We are going to have plenty of injuries. And, um, you know, I think his flexibility in in a more defensive set of positions is going to be of use.
0: Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have lost any sleep if he'd left, to be honest. But, finding happy cover, as you've alluded to, is not easy. And he fits the bill completely. He won't, probably not the sort of person who will moan if he's not getting in the team, but will try his best if he does get in the team. It didn't cost us virtually nothing, so we've not got some £30 million player just sitting on the bench. So it's quite helpful for the squad, I think, to have him stay. Uh, even though, I wish keep he, he him. wouldn't have torn us apart if he'd left if you know
2: mean. he might still go i don't I don't think he's Yeah, done he yet. might still yeah you know I think apparently there's a few teams interested uh you know the market is at the moment amazingly dead, considering how how soon the window closes yeah uh so you'd think there will still be quite a few deals, so he may still go
0: it wouldn't surprise me well he's not Portuguese, so Wolves will not we'll be interested in him will this so. though uh right i think i mean there's not. I don't think it's even obviously Liverpool dominated the last 20 minutes but they brought on two you know world class or near world class players so am I, am I right in saying to both of you that we'll read absolutely nothing into that whatsoever correct definitely I mean yeah yeah definitely 100% yeah.
1: Mm.
2: Dominic King says it's that's four up four on the bounce
1: bragging rights <laughs> bragging rights in a Since the 5-0 family. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable. I thought it was a foolish tackle from Toyson um at the penalty. Yeah. Which has a bit of naivety I thought there. But again, the last few minutes of a game, you know, he's young. But you know, you just wouldn't want that to happen in a in a in a Premier League game.
0: But it, it won't. I mean Roberts, Denea, Adebayo they're just not really playing for us are they and- No. I mean, are we just filling gaps in this pre-season? I mean, I just wonder why they're on the pitch, but I guess you've got to put someone on and give your squad uh, match fitness because you don't know what's ahead of you, do you? So, but I can't really, you know, if a player like that makes a mistake, it's hard for me to, to see yeah. much, uh, draw too many conclusions from it because I'd be very surprised if any of the three I've mentioned uh, have any future at the club. So, uh, But there you go. Uh, Stefan, I know you wanted to look at Liverpool. We're not doing a full. Obviously, we do full season previews nearer the start of the season. Uh, but your thoughts on them, and especially all the media, yeah, uh, drivel might be one word or talk about them being contenders this uh, this week and every well, week. To be honest,
2: I, I just think the last week's been a really interesting snapshot on actually probably most of the major competitors for for the title. So. You know, you've got the Liverpool Liverpool winner friendly. Salah scores, and I mean, I I don't think it's just my timeline. I mean, some of that article that you posted uh, today from the Anfield Wrap that I'd seen yesterday. I mean, it's I mean you couldn't you couldn't make it up. Uh, (laughs) This is what we've got. (laughs) But this is what we've got to face if Liverpool are in the mix this season. Yeah. Um, and it will be unbearable I think uh, you know this the the Klopp, the oh Klopp comments are just weird this sort of if we'd have won those seven games that we drew would have <laughs> only been 11 points behind
1: <laughs> that's the best yeah <laughs> which
2: that was is the best. which is which is quality so um, but you know you can't ignore the fact that they've made some interesting signings I, I don't Everybody's all of a sudden decided that every player they've signed is a fantastic player. I mean, hmm. Sh- Shakir, Shakiri, Sh- Shakir—I can never remember which one it is. But yeah, yeah. you know, we know we know all about him. He's a he's a very inconsistent uh, in and out player who scores some quite spectacular goals, but largely is is not a top player. Uh, Fabinho, nobody knows anything about, and yeah, they signed him quickly, but lots of teams passed on him. Uh, the goalkeeper looks like a decent goalkeeper is clearly a huge um, uh, upgrade on what they had, uh, but there's a, there's a strong chance that um, really, I think goalkeeper aside, that they've not massively lifted the overall quality of the, of the side. They've lost um, Chan and brought in Kater you know, Kater apparently there's, I've seen some classic quotes on him. Is there anything he can't do was, was a, <laughs> a particular favorite. Um, uh, you know, so so the hype is just out of control. And I think, as everybody said, it builds a lot of pressure on Klopp. So, you know, I think it's going to be interesting, but it's going to be pretty unbearable, I think.
0: Yeah.
1: Leon? No, I the agree. I mean, thoughts, yeah. 100%. I usually do Steph- with Stefan's thoughts, to be honest, <laughs> but I, uh, especially when I was a listener. Um, but I do feel that they had Charlie Adam which is uh, <laughs> reminding me of Shakira. I mean, it's the same player, isn't You're it? Charlie
0: Holt again, aren't
1: you?
0: I <laughs> I missed that. Is it that what he said? Damn, oh, it's it's the greatest tweet of all time. Yeah, oh, uh, Sergio understand. Aguero, a great. I'm paraphrasing here. Sergio Aguero, a great signing for City, but for me, because Ch- Charlie Adam signed the same summer. For me, Charlie uh, Adam could be the signing of the summer. Yeah, something along. Of well.
1: course, yeah, no,
0: but it's- obviously, Shakiri
1: reminds me of Charlie Adam. You know, moments of brilliance. The same kind of weight. I think he's just got. <laughs> I think he's got better teeth. But,
2: you, you know um, the irony. There's, a, know, great irony cruel, <laughs> there's a great
0: irony around
2: that. There's a great irony about you mentioning Charlie Adam in that sentence because he was on Radio Five a couple of weeks ago or a week ago when when um, Shaqiri signed, and he said, uh, "You very rarely hear it, but he basically said, last season the guy was an absolute disgrace in the Stoke dressing room, didn't try in games." Uh, effectively said that he was part of the problem as to why they went down um, and said he was, you know, effectively, you know, a big problem in the dressing room. Um, so it was quite interesting to hear a, a player, and it was Charlie Adam,
1: be so vocal. Yeah. 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 yeah, I mean, it's a strange, if I'm honest with you, I know he's got a moment of absolute genius, but I thought it was a very strange buy for a team like Liverpool. You know, a mid-table club but Liverpool are supposed to be competing at the very top, and they sign a player who's obviously a pain. Mm.
2: Yeah, they've done it like uh, the Balotelli signing, though. It, that they look at the price and go, yeah, you know, for that money, it's it's worth a punch. And yeah. we we'll, mm. you know, and even if he doesn't play, uh, we, we've got pretty limited downside because we can shift him on for ten million quid next summer. And if he works, then it's a bargain. So, I can see why they've done it i you know, yeah, no I, understand I don't i don't think it's, i don't think it's complete madness, but um I, I just it's the idea that all of the signings definitely work and they're all incredible
0: oh.
1: mm.
2: but they're not, and they've lost one of their best players actually for free well do you rate
0: him then Yeah.
2: i, I I think he was one of their best players last season and the season before. I don't. I, oh, right. I, I'm not a. I'm not a massive fan, but he was good against us, which is is not a bad measure. Um, yeah. And you know, and he's gone to Juve, um, who don't usually sign mugs. So, I think he's a decent player. Yeah.
0: Hmm. And finally, I know you want to comment this week. I We're looking at this week, so hence it becomes relevant. Uh Mourinho suppose supposedly uh looking at Maguire for well fifty million, sixty million, seventy million, eighty million, be hundred and thirty million by the end of the week, no doubt. Do you Stefan, do you have an opinion that this tells us a lot about where United are? I think I mean me and ASAP I like Maguire, but still this I, seems I don't a bit like ridiculous. Him well, I don't like him as much as you guys, first yeah. of all. Yeah, I mean, I don't, but, don't but, think but, he's... I mean, I wouldn't be like, oh, please get him, you know, if it was City-linked, but I just like him. Well, that's very different to wanting to be one of the best teams in Europe. Yeah,
2: I mean, I think it's the flip of what we talked about with City's um, pursuing a player for six months. I mean, Maguire's not just... Maguire's not become the player he is on the in the last three weeks. Yeah. And, and, you know, if they weren't trying to sign him from having the conversations from January, on what basis do they start having those conversations at the beginning of August when Leicester, have, he's had a great World Cup. So, well, great, you know, in the context of the World Cup. Um, Leicester has sold a player, so therefore need even less cash. Can't find a replacement for him themselves, although I know they were linked with Ben Gibson this morning. Um, so are likely to want, you know, 80, some, some, some ludicrous fee. Yeah. And, and and they've got and United would have then have five centre halves, and, and that's against the backdrop of a manager that's just. So, I mean, even for Mourinho, he is low key right now. Um, they to me have got some some issues there. Uh, it's going to be very interesting because
0: United really can't have a poor season this season. No, and uh, Leon, do you agree? I mean, Mourinho's giving off the vibes again of. I mean, I, of the I, world's if I'm honest, to end so. This won't go
1: down well, probably, but, you know, I was a fan of Mourinho. And since he's come to United, not just because he's at United, but I think he's really shown that he hasn't evolved, he hasn't changed. And their, their transfer policy reminds me of Americans' foreign policy, not to bring politics in it. It's just literally firefighting. And, you know, a player has a decent World Cup and suddenly I was going to United, and I, you know, I remember all your funny tweets when you, you put, you know, every time we're about to sign a player, United's in for him, you know. do reminded remind me that. <laughs> and you know, Harry Maguire is a decent player, and um, you know, he, he was subject to the best memes of the World Cup. By the way, yeah, uh, some of them were brilliant, <laughs> and he looks a great lad. You know, I mean, we're very full up in that position, but he looks a decent lad. So it irked me for him to go to United because. I'd have to sort of take a disliking to him, which I don't at this time. But is that have they got a situation where they're they've decided they need a new centre back, they need a new left winger or a left back, or are they just grabbing him because he, he could be available? I don't know their transfer, um, their plans and their policy. Because mm-hmm.
2: I mean, I, was- I know they've. Yeah, they seem Sorry, to be lacking a strategy. I mean, the thing that amazes me is the talk that they haven't got a good squad as it is. I mean, if you actually oh break down God. the squad, uh, it's a pretty good squad, you know. You should be able to do... You should really be able to challenge with that squad of players. Uh, it, you know, with no signings. If anything, I'm surprised they haven't been shipping more players out.
1: It's, I mean, there's players there that have been world-class in the Premiership for for a good few years. I mean... I forget they've got matter. You know, they've got Sanchez. I mean, on, on paper, they've got an amazing squad, but there's no, it's scattergun approach. There seems to be no team spirit and no chemistry and he doesn't know his best team. So, you know, Luke Shaw's a prime example. I saw him come out this week saying he's never been overweight. But, you know, there's no denying Luke Shaw would have been a much better fit for England if he'd been playing for the last two seasons instead of Ashley Younger. Uh, you know, left wing back, but he's another player that's just disappeared. And you know, I know big clubs, and, and we're guilty of it as well. You know, some promising English players who didn't get into our first team and were shipped off to clubs like Sunderland. But but no, I mean, on paper, like Stefan says, they've got an amazing squad. And unless Mourinho delivers in the up until Christmas, he'll be gone for sure.
0: Hmm. Right. Well, I mean, I say we'll probably look in depth at all our probably most of the league uh, nearer to the time just come back to City for final question now because I think it's time to wrap it up uh, I mean I didn't really mention Bernardo Silva was good but you know we, we don't learn anything from pre-season from Bernardo Silva coming on and uh, playing a nice three ball uh, and we don't and Mares not mentioned I thought he was bright uh, but again I'm just I'm kind of waiting really until he's playing proper games and we can see him Uh, playing at his best, so again, yeah, not a lot to say on that, but just one final question, start with you Leon, are you concerned now, we're still putting out a scratch side, it's, well it's just, what is it, two weeks now and a bit, till the start of the season, are you worried, that this World Cup, is really, going to leave us playing catch up, at the start of the season, you know, if we have to put out, weakened sides, or, do you still think, there's not a problem here,
1: no I, I am, I am nervous, I, I sort of compare it to the excitement of last season. You know, I was excited about the pre-season friendlies last season. I was, I went down to Brighton for the first game. I was, you know, like going back 25 years. I was a kid in a sweet shop, and I haven't, I haven't got that this season. I'm really excited about Mares. I really think we'll do well again. But I think maybe it's the World Cup. I mean, maybe it's the less like hangover. But I'm just not. I haven't got that excitement. I'm going away, but I know the Charity Shield, which I'm going to, isn't exciting to me now. A because it's become a bit of a pre-season friendly over the last few years, but B because we're not going to be, you know, fielding a strong side necessarily. And and I would predict, and I don't mean to sound negative, that Arsenal will win, yeah. and and then that, that's us on the ropes. Um, not Arsenal, sorry, Ch- sorry. Chelsea will win, and then we've got to play Arsenal first game of the season. My mistake. So I could see us, and I'm, I, I promise I'm the most positive person out there. I'm in, I'm in the film business for God's sake. You've got to be positive. Um, <laughs> but you know, I've got a feeling we could lose to Chelsea and the Charity Shield, then lose to Arsenal away first game of the season, and then, then that momentum, even just one game and one almost friendly, is hard to get back. So I am a bit worried. Yes ultimately I think we'll win we'll win but if you're asking me about the disjointed start I am worried
0: about it yeah yeah I mean none of our managers have really given us stuff about the charity shield I think down the last few years uh, I think we've already had one appalling performance against Arsenal I think the only game against Chelsea was at Villa Park was the only one we played well in uh, Stefan final say for you are you concerned or is it just the way it is the long season nine months uh, you know if we're we're a bit short for a couple of games, and so be it.
2: Yeah, I'm concerned about the press reaction to Liverpool beating West Ham at home. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, what can you do? I mean, I think it's a problem, I do think it's a problem. I mean, you know, but what can you do? Nothing, so got to
0: have the rest, haven't they? So, that I, third, fourth I, I, and I would off.
2: definitely do. I would definitely do that, right? I'd definitely be, be erring more on the side of resting than yeah. rushing.
0: Mm. I so, indeed. Yeah, I mean that. I, mean, I suppose did. did not help us at all because it kept players there for another five days for a meaningless game. So, but yeah, it's you know it's a long, long season. They've got to get the rest. So,
1: and I do agree with you, Howard. But I'm just one thing I wanted to say. I know you want to to wrap this up, but I feel some of our late wins, particularly at Bournemouth last season did set did set the standard for the rest of the season. Yeah. So a kind of fractured start would worry me. I yeah. can't believe I'm being so negative.
0: But, <laughs> but we, did, we weren't actually playing well in those games. So, you know, no. if we could just do the same again and get a couple of late wins yeah. and, and then get our form together, that be- would be fine. Because
1: so- like Stefan said, the press, the press just go mad and, and everyone buys into this. So a good start in this modern era, social media, the press is so critical. Yeah. But... Like you say, it's nine months. We're going to win the league, so,
0: you know. what well. <laughs> That's the spirit. <laughs> uh, thank, right, I think we've covered everything there. Uh, thank you very much, Leon, for appearing today. Thanks. Great to be here. Thanks, guys. Yeah, and uh, thank you, Stefan, also, for the pod. Uh, right, we'll have another review after, I think it's Bayern Munich in this weekend. You can see I'm so passionate about pre-seasoned. We'll have a review of that, obviously, uh, Sunday or Monday, the very latest, and plenty more shows coming up in the next week or two. Thanks for listening, everyone. Until next time, goodbye.